This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Java Chapman filling in for Kevin Farrell today with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And today on the program, we welcome back a friend of the program, the floor butcher, a.k.a. Chef David Rains, who's opened up a new restaurant and is participating in a foodie event that is sure to uh, be successful. We're going to go ahead and put it out there. And uh, also we have Lee Bailey from Salad Days who's going to talk about her role in the um, event and hydroponic farming. And as always, Deborah Hunter is here this morning and she brought something delicious today. So if you want to join the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Org. I want to say good morning to everybody today. How's everybody doing? Good morning. Fantastic. How are you, Java? I'm doing fine, Deborah. We um, are doing things a little bit different. We usually have our alone time where we can uh, just talk about our weekend and such, but we have uh, an illustrious guests in the building Absolutely. today. Absolutely. <laughs> Some of my favorite people, by the way. Oh, yeah. Joe, <laughs> Joe's in the back. Uh, don't tell Joe, but I have a crush on him, okay? Okay. okay. Well, don't tell Kevin I have a crush on Joe. How about that? Your Monday morning man would, would, not, would not take kindly to that. But we want to welcome uh, Chef David Rains back to the program. Also, Lee Bailey from Salad Days. How are you guys doing this morning? Uh, doing good. great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for coming in. Um, Chef, you've been on the program a number of times, and as always, you've uh, had us spoiled and brought in a couple goodies this morning uh, from... The new restaurant, Dave Triple B's. Um, the, well, you know, we tied the restaurant and the butcher shop together, so all of our butchery is done uh, for the restaurant at the butcher shop. Um, my pastry chef also works at the butcher shop. She has more room for storage and all that stuff. So if you go out to Flora, we have more desserts actually available there than we do in the restaurant, but we always have uh, three or four at the restaurant for you to try. But I've brought you some. I don't think you tried you know, when you came by, check out the Triple B. So yeah, we we actually Deborah and Kevin and everybody we went over to Dave Triple B's and oh, I had the most happiest dreams after I left there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we even uh, uh, got a chance to look at the kitchen and uh, Deborah, you were thoroughly impressed. Oh my God! Not only was I really impressed, but um, I had a really amazing moment. Uh, the young lady that makes the biscuits there, which are just heavenly. By the way, yeah. they are just delicious. It's Eli. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she just blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. So, Eli, if you're listening this morning, girl, I love you. Thank you so much. And for those um, un- unfamiliar, tell, tell us a little bit about Triple B's. I know we're going to talk about the event with the uh, Greater F- Flora and Fauna Supper Club, but uh, tell us a little bit about Dave Triple B's. Um, it's, a, it's a casual dining uh, concept. It's lunch only right now. Uh, the B's are the butcher, the baker, and the barbecue maker. <laughs> oh, so, I love it. So in a, in a lot of ways, Eli and then my pastry chef, Kristen Martin, are the two bakers. Um, I have a, one of my meat cutters is actually my pit boss who does all of our or most of our barbecue, Mitch McCormick. 
Yeah, and we got to meet him when we so were there. Yeah, 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 back yeah. in the smoker. Right. Yeah. In the okay, smoker yeah, 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 yeah. Pulling the butts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that butt. sounds like an old song, Pulling the Butts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we brought the butcher shop together with all those people, and uh, we do everything from scratch. I mean, it's just. It's as authentic as you can get. We bring the whole animals into the butcher shop, and then everything goes from there. Well, let me say, I love the butcher, the baker, and the biscuit maker. Okay, <laughs> everybody, the barbecue, everybody. I just love it. It was fantastic food. It's a great place to go and have lunch. It's located downtown, the downtown Jackson area, it is. right off, right on High Street. It is. And it's a beautiful facility. You did a great job with that building, by oh, the thank way. You. Yeah, my contractor, uh, Brent Cryer, did a lot. And then uh, my architect, Tim Getty, came in and they showed us how to change it without, you know, spending a bunch of money. You know, it's not like uh, we reinvented the wheel there. We just cleaned it, which it needed. And then we, uh, we, we just churched it up a little bit. And it looks much different now for, for their efforts. Absolutely fantastic. So talk to us a little bit about this upcoming event. A night at the gin. Yeah, <laughs> we have a cotton gin in downtown Flora, um, just a block away from the butcher shop. And then Lee's uh, Hydroponic Farm is uh, just a couple blocks away from that, as well as Two Dog Farms. They share a driveway. They're right next to each other. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we have a couple of restaurants there in town who are participating. So the vast majority of the dinner is just from right there. One of my good uh uh, he's a friend and a good customer. He comes in and he's a, wine, a liquor distributor for in in uh, Mississippi. He's volunteered to do a specialty cocktail and champagne at the door and wine pairings with our food. And then we have the chef at the gathering, Paula Dare, is going to come down and uh, do one of the courses. The Railroad Pizza Company is doing one of the courses. Uh, Bill's Creole, what's he called? Creole Steaks Depot? Creole and Steak Depot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always want to call it something else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just a very uh, tight little group of people we have a, a lady there who does catering is going to do the bread missons um it's you know all the produce even the even the meat even though we specialize in wagyu from my dad's farm um mr bozeman who has a office on in downtown who raises cattle he's gonna supply the beef uh for the main course which i'm doing the beef course um so it's pretty it's pretty intense so the the way we're doing it but speaking of ragu Mm. The beef. Yes. I want to say something. I had the best brisket I ever had in my life. Yeah, wagyu brisket. <laughs> oh my god! So if you guys have, if you love a good brisket, and I mean tearing apart juicy tender brisket, it just gave me goose pimples when yeah. I was eating it. It so was just good. amazing. Yeah. Now, Lee. Um, so what David just explained to us, we're going to have a what a five course uh, dinner at this night at the a night at the gin. Uh, and your farm, um, Salad Days, what's your role in it? Well, my husband and I started Salad Days uh, almost five years ago now, and we grow lettuce and tomatoes uh, year-round in a hydroponic greenhouse. It's about 18,000 square feet of greenhouse, so it's fairly big. We now, that word hydroponic for somebody, you kind of flew past somebody out all there. All right, all right. Back <laughs> up, then. Uh, hydroponic means that it is grown solely in water. We use no dirt. So it's a very clean product. We put all the nutrients that the plants require into the water. So it's just uh, a, a very clean process. We do not use any harmful chemicals on the produce. It's very fresh. When 
we'll they're out there picking lettuce right now this morning that'll be on a truck this afternoon and be in a restaurant on a plate by tomorrow morning so uh it's as fresh and clean and healthy as you can find and we're proud to be able to to offer that on a year-round basis because it is indoors um so we've got uh we heat it in the winter we do our best to cool it in the summer. It's not it's not the easiest thing in Mississippi, <laughs> but uh, but we try. And uh, so anyway, we're uh, we're we're slinging it out there. We we've got it all over Jackson. We're all the way up um, through Startville and Oxford and uh, all parts of Mississippi, and then now into New Orleans and even down into the Florida Panhandle. Some so it's uh, salad days is getting around. So on um, the the night of this event, uh, if you run out of lettuce, you can just run down the street. Technically, <laughs> yes, we can go run, pull a few more heads out of the out of the greenhouse if we need to. And uh, we're always excited to see what what the local chefs do with our products because you know it's it, once it leaves us, it's it belongs to them, and they're putting their creative spin on it. And um, our neighbors, Two Dog Farms, who does a traditional outdoor farm and. They do a lot more variety than we do. They're doing all the seasonal vegetables. And, Absolutely. Um, so the, this this dinner will feature whatever they're picking at the time. And so David will be creating based on, he, he doesn't even know exactly right now what Two Dog Farms will be providing. So uh, he'll, whatever they bring. Whatever they bring, he'll make yeah. something wonderful out of it. And the same with, you know, we'll be providing um, to all the, the different courses in the in the meal. And so they'll be being fun, making fun stuff out of it, I'm sure. I think that's um, one of the beautiful things about this movement uh, from farm to table and everybody going back to re-examine how to grow healthier, uh, sustainable foods year-round. And the hydroponics, uh, of course, is a very old, old concept. And here in the U.S., we're just kind of catching on a little bit, but I'm really excited about that. And the fact that you get the freshness. And we used to eat that way. It was seasonal. You know, you didn't, you couldn't go to the store all year and get one particular staple. So the fact that you get to eat seasonal foods, uh, the earth was designed that way. It, 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 there's even a rhythm of how your body responds to different seasons and different foods. So I'm excited about that movement coming back, especially here in Mississippi. And if you have not been to Flora, let me tell you, it's a beautiful, quaint little town. I absolutely love it. I'm a Terry girl, so we're, we're neighbors. But it's just a, a really, really beautiful place, and I'm excited. I'm going to show up. Good. We I'm going to bring so. a plate. I'm going to bring a to-go plate. <laughs> I'm going to be like your favorite cousin. You know, you come to an event and you show up with a to-go plate. I'll save you something. <laughs> it's got to be a big plate because you got five courses. <laughs> talk about, uh, you You mentioned a couple of people, but talk about the um, people who are, are going to be participating um, on that night. Uh, Two Dog Farms, they've been here on the program. Um, you have Salad Days, yourself, uh, Chef David. Who else? Um, Bill of... Uh, Bell's Creole Steak Depot. Um, the Railroad Pizza Company is going to work with uh, Lee and her husband on the, doing a salad course with using all of her greens and tomatoes and things like that. Um, everything from like blueberries that we saved from the blueberry season to m- trying to make you know maybe a vinaigrette or a dessert and local honey. Local honey. We have honey. That's a few different people that do honey right there in town. Uh, like Mississippi Bees is a real well known one. They're right down the street from us. Mm-hmm. Um, even the coffee is uh, from a Mississippi coffee and tea is from a Mississippi company. Uh, uh, Magnolia Barrel House is the is the wine distributor. It's like a pretty extensive list. Bozeman Farms is the beef. 
Um, Simmons Catfish is going to be the fish course so that we can use them. There are super nice people up there in Yazoo, <laughs> east or north of Yazoo. Um, we use theirs at our restaurant and uh, at the butcher shop as well. We're going to have some uh, great local live music as well. We'll have some jazz uh, musicians that will be playing during dinner. And then we're excited to say we're going to have Jimmy Duck Holmes, okay. um, Mississippi blues artist, yes, which yes, yes. lots of people are familiar with. So so the music part will be a lot of fun, too. Okay. And, and this um, event, the Greater Flana, Flora and Fauna Supper Club, they're presenting uh, a night at the gin, and it's uh, benefiting... The Traveling Vietnam Memorial That's and correct. the Vietnam Veterans of America Brandon Chapter. That's correct. So this is going towards a, a great cause. It's a great cause. And I would say that, that many, many, many people have been affected by Vietnam in different ways. And so what a great cause. Um, the the Traveling Vietnam Wall will be coming to Flora at the end of October. It'll be the last weekend of October. Um, and so this this is a, an event to raise money to benefit that coming to our town. Hope everybody will come out and see the wall. It's um, it's uh, I've not gotten to see it myself, and I'm really excited about that. It's it's an actually a, a three fifths scale model of the the one in DC. Mm-hmm. It's about 300 feet long, so it's a it's quite a quite a display. Wow. And so we'll be uh, benefiting the the cost for that, and and then also the Vietnam Veterans Association and the Brandon Chapter. Well, this is going to be uh, gearing up to be a great event. Absolutely. So we're inviting everybody to head 55 south to Flora. And actually, it'll be north. North. North, yeah. We're northwest in Madison County. That's right. 49 north. That's right. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and take our first break for the hour, but we do want to thank Chef David and Lee Bailey from Salad Days to come in. And make sure that you um, visit eventbrite.com and search for A Night at the Gin. It's going to be a great event, benefiting a great cause. And like Deborah always says, food is the great, uh, like, bring it together. Like, if you can gather around some food and do a good thing, then you're being great people. (laughs) So thank you guys for coming in. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what Deborah brought in this morning and 35 Southern foods that you should try at least once. This is MPB Think Radio, Deep South Dining. We'll be back after the break. Here on MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. want to thank our guest, Lee Bailey from Salad Days and Chef David Rains from Dave's Triple B's for joining us this uh, morning. Their event the uh, presented by the Greater Flora and Fauna Supper Club, a night at the gin happening Thursday, September 13th. And uh, for more information, eventbrite.com and just search a night at the gin. It's going to be a great event, um, Deborah, because like you always say, gathering around food it's just just i guess um it's no de- decisiveness around good food like you see <laughs> well f- food is one of the most bipartisan gifts that we have on the planet and it's a great way to celebrate life every moment and um, being in floral is going to be a fantastic event because once again 
they're celebrating people that gave their lives for this country. So it's a really, really worthy cause. So you want to show up, participate, uh, learn something new because they'll, you know, they'll be serving some new dishes. And, you know, it's just great fellowship and great local food, because um, one of the things that just um, <laughs> we didn't get to it, but one of the quotes from the Salad Days website as they talk about our products are often harvested just a few hours before they reach a restaurant plate or supermarket shelf, ensuring absolute freshness and nutrition. And um, David, well, you touched on it a little bit about how um, back in the day <laughs> we used to eat seasonally. Right. But now we're so spoiled that we want everything all the time, no matter where in the world it comes from. And you can't be fresh if it's coming from halfway well, around know, the world. And I, I'm not against the convenience, but I I do like the idea that we do now, you know, are, are more fo- focused on um, being able to celebrate food seasonally. You know, there's a greater consciousness from farm to table kinds of events, not just here in Mississippi, but all over the world. And I'm really excited about that because people want to live healthier, longer lives. Then you want to eat fresh, healthy living food. So kudos to everybody that's participating oh yeah no that's that's a great thing now we i'm we're having a, a party in in, <laughs> in the studio because the smells and and the feeling that i'm getting um in my mouth with this food we're gonna we're gonna talk about it you brought in a, a delicious spread a very as always a visually stunning spread thank you uh but let's talk with our friend kathleen from Osaka who's uh joined in this morning good morning kathleen Awful man, I'm not there. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. Next, you're gonna have to come see us one day, Kathleen. How you doing <laughs> I this morning? Tell you what? Kudos and more kudos to find a project where so many people actually get to get together and enjoy a good meal and for a good cause. I just can't say enough. I just, I just, I'm already missing it and I haven't been yet. <laughs> Continue on because there's people out there that just appreciate your effort. It's hard to find these days, but very, very good. Kathleen, thank you so much. And it's always so wonderful to hear from you. I just feel like you're part of our extended family. So thank you, girl. Okay, but don't take me off your income taxes. (laughs) (laughs) I love you all. Love you back, girl. And the season. Thank Bye-bye. you. All right. Thanks, Kathleen. Yeah, Kathleen always with the kind word uh, this Monday morning. Now, Deborah, let's go ahead and get into it. What did you bring in for us this morning? Because well, I'm going to ask this question so I can get a couple <laughs> bites in. Well, I actually felt like celebrating a little bit. I had such a fantastic weekend. Of course, this weekend was the Mississippi Book Fair. and I, The Literary Lawn Party. Yes. Oh, my God. And it was amazing. The first miracle that I had, Java, was the prediction was it was going to rain all day. So when I woke up on Saturday morning, it was raining and looking really gloomy. And I thought, this is just going to not be good for the, you know, for the event. And I just kind of, you know, made a really grand wish and said, let the rain stop. And I'm sure there were other people across the state making that same wish at the same time. And voila, it turned out to be an amazing day. And then I think I had a table that had a lot of magic on it because people showed up. There was so much kindness and so much support. And there were 
people who uh, would walk up to me, hearing me speak to somebody else and say, I recognize your voice Mm -hmm. from the radio. And that was really sweet. And then there were people, of course, that bought the cookbook, My Delicious Mississippi Life. I'm really excited about that. So I want to thank everybody who um, supported me and for those people who invited me to the event. I want to say a special thank you to uh, John Evans for your extreme kindness. I mean, this has just been, and for those of you who don't know who he is, he's the owner of Lemuria Bookstore. Just been extremely supportive. I'm just a happy girl. And then this Thursday, okay, on the 23rd, I'll be participating with some of the most amazing men in the oh. state. This is so crazy. Oh, yeah. Watch Us Shine. We're going to talk about it a little bit later on. But Watch Us Shine is uh, happening this Thursday, like you said, on MPB TV. Yes. And it's a special uh, live pledge program um, done downstairs. <laughs> exactly. So with all that going on, Java, I wanted to bring some celebratory food in today. So I did a, a potato casserole that's infused with uh, bites of corn. I can see them already. And it's such a it's it's such a yummy, warm, uh, comforting dish all by itself. Uh, it's infused with mozzarella, a little sour cream, some butter. It should be some chives, but um, I uh, forgot about the chives, oh. <laughs> Java. So it should be some chives sprinkled on top. But it's just a really wonderful casserole. And then it's served with a very decadent meatloaf. Decadent, because I see more than one type of meat. Uh, well, yeah, because <laughs> in my brain, I always think it's not a ground beef loaf. It's a meatloaf. I like the way you think about that. <laughs> yeah, so in this meatloaf, of course, there's some ground beef. But there's also two different varieties of sausage in here. And from my favorite companies, Country Pleasing. I mean, you just can't yes. go wrong with that. So, And then uh, what the other thing that makes this really unique, Java, is it's also infused with pecans and cranberry. Ta-da! <laughs> See, that's why I said we're having a good time this morning in the studio and... I just, I'm glad I'm guest hosted today. (laughs) (laughs) It is really, truly not just beautiful to look at, but there are so many incredible flavors that marry each other in such a kind way. It's it's nothing uh, bizarre or weird. I mean, this plate just really flows really well in terms of textures, colors, and taste. So I'm very pleased with that. Now, tell me about the, I guess, a little bit of the thought process to add your sauces into the meat, uh, into the ground meat for this what did you say? This It's not a ground beef loaf. It's, it's a meatloaf. Meat and so I always, you know, so when you think about that, you think it like I was thinking meat lovers pizza. There's not just one type of meat there. There's a variety of meats. And, and so that's what we added in to this, you know, and you can add in ground turkey if you like. You can, um, you know, do a little ground lamb if you want to, you know, just really sass it up a little bit. But adding the fresh uh, cranberries and the toasted pecans. Oh, and I forgot we finished it with a mozzarella on top. So that's what that beautiful thing was. I mean, this is really an over-the-top dish. <laughs> but that's but how you was feeling. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I've been feeling all weekend. So, Well, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're able to partake in some of the other people around the yeah, uh, station. Yeah, I've seen people come by and give <laughs> thumbs up. You know, I've seen more happy faces today. So I'm really excited about that. Well, that's pretty good. I'm glad you had a good weekend. I was going to ask you about the book fair. Uh, I had a, a little time this weekend um, uh, out and about something that I don't often do and, and saw our friend uh, Rita, B- Rita B. Um, out making the people laugh, uh, the M- MPB family, uh, Rita Brent. She she was out and about throughout the city. So um, it was it was really good. I am just godly proud of her. I miss seeing her face on Mondays because, of course, she would be here following this show with Marsha Ramsey. 
but I am just excited about her, how her career is progressing. And uh, Rita, so if you're listening this morning, girl, thumbs up to you. And, and I can't wait for you to get your uh, star on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. she's going to get that star. And one of the things um, it, I saw her, uh, it was at a comedy show where you had some uh, some comedians from different parts of the country come in. And it had, us, had me thinking about this list we were going to talk about today. Uh, 35 Southern Foods Everyone Should Try Before You Die. I didn't come up with this title, but I thought it was kind of kind of nifty and timely because because um, one of the, the comedians at the comedy show was talking about how spoiled we are in the South just off of sweet tea. Oh, like yeah. you can't get sweet tea the way you get sweet tea all across the country the way you get it in Mississippi. Sweet tea <laughs> is the southern wine of the South. <laughs> and that's and that's what he was commenting yeah. commenting on. He was he made the joke about uh us, you know, we just take sweet tea for granted. You go to the restaurant and you say you want sweet tea and it comes and it has all the sugary goodness that you want. You ask for sweet tea out in LA and somebody's bring you some water and some tea leaves <laughs> <laughs> and say and say here's some sativa. That's not that's not sweet tea. I think we're spoiled <laughs> Spoiled, um, period, when it comes to our flavor palette and the way we eat. And have you ever noticed it's always your family from the north trying to come to the south so they can eat? I mean, it really is. And so no matter where your family is in the world, they want to come to Mississippi. They want to come to the southern states so they can enjoy the way that we um, create our dishes. And then a lot of times people will visit our friend Greg Doolin came in from California uh, he spent some days here, visited restaurants, and then he takes those ideas back to where he is to create a create a more authentic Southern experience. Because one of the things that I always notice is when you look at and go to different places, especially outside of the South, or um, you could just, you know, see pictures and things of restaurants and they will have on the side maybe authentic Italian cooking, authentic Chinese cooking. Authentic Southern <laughs> cooking. This uh, the South is not a country. It's <laughs> it's it's not a. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> you know, but I but I guess um, in a in a grander sense, it is a a culture. Just like Italian is a culture, um, you know, you can have your Asian and Chinese culture, but you can have your Southern culture, and it comes with a type of and a style of cooking that is unlike anywhere else. Mississippians in particular, but Southern people are known for four things that I absolutely love. We are known for our delicious food, for our wonderful music, for our great hospitality, and for our giving. If that doesn't make you want to be a Southerner, I don't know what would. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go ahead and take our uh, next break for the hour. But when we come back, we're going to go over this list. 35 Southern foods everyone should try before you die. And uh, just see if you can kind of play along and see if we hit any missteps, something that you think should be on the um, on the list or um, something that you can get anywhere and it's good. <laughs> call, in and uh, call in and tell us your favorite trick. Yeah, call in. Give us a call, one 877 MPB ring that's one 672 7464 or send an email to food at mpb we'll be back with more deep south dining after this no matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone everyday tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the mpb public media app 
And we're back. This is Deep South Dining. I'm Java Chapman filling in for Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. You can listen back, especially if you want to find out more information about a great upcoming event, A Night at the Gin. We had um, David Raines, Chef David Raines, and Lee Bailey from Salad Days on the program earlier. And you can get more information, eventbrite.com, and uh, search a night at the gin, which is going to be good. You say you're going to sh- you're going to show up. I'm a- I might pop up myself. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I you mean know, five courses, five courses of fresh food, of fresh food, <laughs> and it's a great social event. And you always, you know, anytime that I go anywhere, drive, I always end up meeting the most incredible people. So that's the other thing about food is it it gives you an invitation not just to eat something but to extend your friendship list. You know, uh, it's just amazing how that's worked. Even for my business, you know, you show up and you laughing and hugging and talking to people and eating great food. And then somebody says, well, I do this. And it just adds to the quality of your life. So for everybody that's, you know, staying in the house, get out, (laughs) eat food, enjoy your life. That's true. And talking about enjoying your life, 35 classic Southern foods to try before you die. I actually found this um, um, on USA Today College because today around the state, um, especially I know Jackson State uh, students start today, Ole Miss uh, University of Mississippi students start today. And a lot of these students are coming from places outside of the South. I know Jackson State always has a great influx of people from Chicago and um, uh, actually California, which I was surprised to uh, know about people coming to Jackson State, uh, my alma mater. And this is for a lot of them, their first time in the South extended and they get to try things like Southern barbecue and, and Mac and cheese done. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's always amazing to me. College students come and they're protesting. They don't, you know, their parents have, you know, made help them make a decision. And then about a couple of weeks in after they've had really good food, they're like, I'm never going home again. (laughs) Yeah. You'll you'll find many people um, and even international students who come in. I I know it's my alma mater, but Jackson state has a great international, um, 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 population of students that come come down and study, and we actually had a caller a couple months back talk about how um, he adopted the Southern style of cooking and took it to different parts of the country and just amazes everybody. So, um, as you look over this list, it's thirty five foods. What do you what do you see that pops out other other than that sweet tea? Well, you know. <laughs> Biscuits from scratch is just one of those things that you just always think about your southern grandmamas in the kitchen. It's, you know, it's the early morning, early morning, you know, bacon sizzling. But to see my grandmother in the kitchen and she's, uh, you know, kneading together that dough for those biscuits, Java, it's just one of the things. And it's biscuits and gravy. I mean, you can't go wrong. That's number one on the list. And that's I believe that's almost. Biscuits and gravy could almost be, I guess, maybe it's uh, kin to the East Coast where you have like your chowders and things like that. I, I don't, where else do you see biscuits and gravy? 
um, Mississippi, <laughs> Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas. I mean, it's it really is truly a southern, southern staple, and it's very delicious. And I think one of the first dishes that I made when I came here was a biscuit and sausage gravy dish, and Kevin was just kind of floored. So if you listen, Kevin, I miss you today, doll. Uh, but, yeah, it's just really great. The next thing that's on the list that I'm absolutely excited about is southern barbecue. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. we have our uh, friend Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke, and uh, yeah, Southern Barbecue is it, it have I get tongue tied. I'm thinking about <laughs> it. It's hitting the back of my mouth right now, and I'm and I'm not even eating it. I can smell the senses of this the mes- mesquite smoke, and it's just a it's a different it's a different type of thing. Well, you know, in every region of the country, there's you know, of course, there's a different style of cooking, but Southern barbecue just have that really intense flavor that we really love. It's one of those things that you just can't stop licking your fingers. It's that fall off the bone, done right kind of barbecue, and we have the barbecue trail here in Mississippi. So, I mean, you just, I mean, you can't go wrong without a barbecue. And another to to what I said earlier, where. You will go in, just say, New York, it's just a blanket town, but New York, and you will see a sign that says authentic southern barbecue. You don't see anything that says authentic northern barbecue <laughs> or <laughs> authentic West Coast barbecue, authentic southern barbecue. <laughs> oh, yeah, because because what southern food really is, Java, it is, it's the comfort food of the world. You know, it's, it's grassroots cooking. It came from you know, from a very hard laboring, intense kind of growing the food. It was f- always the idea that it was farm fresh, you know, and it's it's that whole wholesome idea that it's, you know, I'm taking care of my family. When you th- when I think about Southern food, I think about sitting down and enjoying my friends and family. Um, my grandparents would always sit under the shade tree late in the evening and have a little sweet tea or lemonade or a favorite dessert. So it's just, it's just that whole idea about bringing, you know, love, family and food together. And one of the things people often um, misplace, I guess I say about the South is um, our seafood. The Gulf Coast is right there. And we have uh, some of the best yeah. next on the list, shrimp and grits. Um, like who would, <laughs> well, you know, traditionally when you, and of course, you know, Louisiana is still another Southern state, but that's just the, when I think, uh, you know, uh, shrimp and grits is that Creole Cajun kind of twist on it, but there are so many different varieties, and there are so many amazing restaurants in the city that serve great shrimp and get grits. So, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. And then if we jump around on the list, you out with that Creole flavor, red beans and rice. Uh, it's just another Louisiana, just you know, Louisiana staple that you can't. It's outside of Louisiana. It's done a different kind of way, but it's still Southern. <laughs> but, you know, you know what's crazy? As I'm perusing over this list, you know, no matter where I've traveled across the United States, you, you're probably going to find our traditional Southern foods done a different way. But in, you know, restaurants across the state. And I just think it's it's just fantastic how we influence, how much influence we have on culture when it comes to food. Yeah, no, that's a true statement. Let's go ahead and jump into our phone lines. You can join the conversation one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'd love to hear from you. Just like uh, Jesse from Mobile has called in this morning. Uh, good morning, Jesse. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Jesse. Good, you? Oh, we're doing fine, man. Glad to hear from you. Well, glad you guys had a good weekend. On the topic of the foods 
you may not be familiar with if you're not from down here. Your red beans and rice with your fried chicken if you're in the metro New Orleans area. Of course, your gumbo. If you've ever been to Louisiana, you're going to have variations on the theme. You can find 17 different variations just in one city. Absolutely. <laughs> the sweet tea you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, when you go outside and sit jar out in the sun versus if you actually boil the water, two totally different flavors. Absolutely. My mom would make these square biscuits. Her sister would make rolls, which her kids would fight over. And my <laughs> sister would make cinnamon rolls because she couldn't master the biscuits. She played with the dough too much. My mom said. <laughs> Go ahead. My dad would do barbecue and make his own barbecue sauce. Now, what I love about what Jesse just said is he talked about how all of his family members, you know, are adding to, you know, their their family story. And it's something that you can pass on from generation to generation, you know, and it's just amazing how food just influences us. Not so much that, you know, it, it it's just the food itself, but it's the food, it's the story that food will allow us to tell. And it's funny, Jesse, how you say your sister played with the dough a little bit too much, so she had to, she couldn't get the biscuits, so <laughs> she had right. she had to settle for the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I'll settle for a cinnamon yeah. roll. <laughs> so what was your role, Jesse? What did you what did you bring to the table? A fork. Um, <laughs> yeah. Growing up in charge of punching the lemons to make lemonade. Ah, okay. Yeah, and you had to roll them down. My mom had us, well, roll them, and then once you got a wooden spoon, you beat the daylights out of them, and then you had a sugary mash, and you just added water to you got the right taste. My mom had a sweet tooth, so her lemonade was always like a 93 octane. <laughs> <laughs> had you going. <laughs> and now we've realized she had a sweet tooth, so we don't have to make it as high of an octane. But now I've taken her collard greens and the pressure cooker I mentioned the other week. It's a simple recipe. It's just collard greens, bell pepper, onions, olive oil, salt, sea salt, and Mrs. Dash, and 20 minutes later, I'm done. Wow. wow. That's, that's beautiful, Jesse, man. Well, we always enjoy your calls, man. And, Jesse, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you calling in this morning. Have a good day. Right, have a good one. All right. Yeah, Jesse touched on a couple things from the list, uh, the collard greens, the uh, sweet tea, uh, the gumbo when he talked about that, and then we said about the southern barbecue. And he but, mentioned fried chicken. Fried chicken. Uh, I mean, that, that goes without. We <laughs> we um, may need to just have another show about uh, fried chicken. We had um, uh, the best fried chicken in the world. I forget his name, but I went to the restaurant, and he wasn't there, but the buffet was there, and it was packed, and it was good. Uh, right outside of Natchez. I remember you took that road trip to go. Yeah, visit. when we come back from the break, we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But let's go ahead and take our last break for the hour. Bill, I want you to stay on the line. We uh, want to hear from you, so make sure you do not go anywhere. Uh, join the conversation. One eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're sitting here talking about thirty five Southern foods everyone should try before you die. And um, we've already talked about sweet tea. Southern barbecue, biscuits, and gravy. What do you think is on the list? Give us a call, 1 672 7464. There'll be more Deep South Dining after the break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
And we're back. You're listening to Deep South Dining here on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman filling in for Deborah's normal Monday morning man, Kevin <laughs> Farrell. Uh, sitting here all with Deborah Hunter cooking with Honey and Friends. Join the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 we got a, a few minutes to get your calls in, so come on and join the conversation. We're talking about 35 Southern foods everyone should try before you die. And when we left, you know, uh, we were talking about fried chicken, and I mentioned um, the best fried chicken in the world, so says Mr. D's yes. from the Old Country Store out there in Lorman. Um, he actually was a uh, guest on uh, the program, so if you go back and go to uh, visit mpbonline.org, you can uh, listen to that show as we talk to Mr. D about the Old Country Store, how he got started, and um, how he has what he says the best fried chicken in the world. And I don't, I don't know too many people who would disagree with him. <laughs> well, I've got to try his chicken, but let me tell you, the best fried chicken I ever had was cooked in outside in a huge kettle pot. Oh, oh Java, when I tell you it was, it was just, I got goosebumps even the now. The authenticity. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, literally, my grandmother uh, would fry her chicken and fish outside in a huge pot because they didn't have modern utensils. Let's go ahead and go to Bill, who's been holding patiently. Thank you, Bill, for your patience, and uh, appreciate you for joining the program this morning. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What do you have for us? Y'all have done it again, always. Um, When I listen to your show, I get so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) You should be in the studio with us today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but look, I was thinking, um, where can you get some good chitlins from besides the South? What? Besides the, the South? <laughs> yeah, you know, Grandma chitlins. I love. Just, I don't know anywhere other than the South that you're going to get great chitlins. I'm, I just don't know. They sell them anywhere outside the South? <laughs> Look, I had a friend from Boston uh, who came to Mississippi for the first time, and she wanted to have chitterlings. Yes, chitterlings. <laughs> now that's what I, I've heard. I've, I've heard that chitter chitterlings. I was like, honey, that's too cute. It's called chitlins. Okay. <laughs> Don't try. Don't try to dress that up. If right. You don't know what chitlins are. Yeah. I'll just say look it up. <laughs> but that's truly a southern southern staple, Bill. It really is. Yeah, we'll yes. have to. And, and everything from scratch. I mean, everything butter pound cake, everything from scratch. It, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you calling in this morning, Bill. Thank you. All right, let's go to. Um, Let's go to Thomas, uh, who's called in this morning. Thomas, good morning. How you doing? Hey, Thomas. Morning. Good morning. What, what do you, you have for us? <laughs> okay, I got three things. Cabbages from Mississippi. And you got to have the the fried chicken. But you got to, the only way to actually fry, like flour your fried fried chicken is in a big thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my great grandmother taught me how to how to put everything in the paper bag, throw the chicken in it, and she said, "Just shake it until it's dead." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. And for your last caller, tell him that the only place to get the great, like the best chitlins, is from Sylvia in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. Sylvia's Kitchen, absolutely. <laughs> There we go. Appreciate that, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you for calling in. Now, that's something that was not on the list, chitlins, and that is uh, just something uh, you really can't get it anywhere uh, other than the South. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I've had chitlins a couple of times. I, I hate to say it. It's not one of my, you know, it's not in my top ten, but I will eat it. I mean, Yeah, it's not. I've, I've had it once. It stunk up the house twice. <laughs> and um, everybody around me who would eat them would douse them in hot sauce. And I'm not a fiery food person, so yeah. I was like, I don't think yeah. I'm going to like this anymore. <laughs> um, actually, there's a place on 49's, uh, is it Jerry's? That okay. serves a great cat. They do... F- Chitlins and they do fried chitlins as well. Oh wow! Yeah, so. Okay, I didn't know you could fry the chitlins. Yeah. Let's talk to Mikey in Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. How are you doing? Hey, Mikey. I'm doing, I'm doing great. I got five items here and they're all aquatic. Um, uh, so I'm just going to start throwing them out there with crawfish, of course. Um, they're they're not just for Louisiana. We we have them here in Alabama and they're great. Now the people who complain about they're too hard to eat and too much work to eat. We can feed them uh, soft-shell crab and, of course, maybe some Mississippi catfish. And you should definitely, before you die, try oysters anyway, anyhow, anytime. Um, and I actually even once ate um, alligator in Florida, and I got to say, it was pretty tasty. So I'm with, I'm with you on that, Mikey. I actually had alligator for the first time. I was in Memphis at a restaurant, and uh, the chef insisted that I try it. And when I tell you, I fell in love. So, yes, alligator's definitely on my list. I know. Who knew that something that would eat you first would taste so good? <laughs> <laughs> now that's, now that's, that's, that's what, hilarious. You got to do it before they do it. They also make a cute pair of shoes. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that uh, uh, this morning, Mikey. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to bring alligator into the list. <laughs> now, we've been talking about a lot of. Um, I mean, it just depends on how deep south you want to go. I mean, because these are really cute little items, but it just depends on where you live. I mean, because there are people that are still hunting wild game. Um, so you, you're talking about. Uh, raccoon and rabbits and possum and deer and wild hog. I mean, those are staples that are truly Southern staples um, that people eat still every day. And frog legs. This is a certain buffet here in the, in the Jackson Metro area where you can get the frog legs on the buffet and they're good. (laughs) And all those other things that I just named when prepared, right. Are really, really good. Wild game is just absolutely delicious. It's just, you know, making sure that the meat is cured, right. And that it's prepared, right. But, yeah. Now, we've been talking about um, uh, a lot of, I guess, savory dishes, hearty things, but let's go on the sweet side. And on this list, you have things, and I just, this it sounded Southern when I was looking this up, <laughs> because you have things such as peach cobbler, pecan pie, strawberry shortcake, pralines. I don't yes. think anybody outside of Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama really know what the pralines are. And then you have Mississippi mud brownie, sweet potato pie, banana pudding. It's like if those things are done in a certain area, it's not the same. It's not the same. I hate to keep saying it. It's like we're downing another a whole section of no, the country. No, you're not downing anybody. It's just called Southern Pride, and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to have that. And most of those things that you just named, you can find those recipes in um, Miss, my Delicious Mississippi Life cookbook. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's nothing like one of my favorites is a pecan pie, Java. Yeah. 
and a bourbon pecan pie served with a scoop of ice cream is just heaven. And then your sweet potato pie is second to none. Oh, thank I was, you. And I'll say it again just in case you didn't hear you. me. It's second to none. If you're <laughs> ever you. out anywhere and Deborah's uh, cooking her sweet potato pie or has one in the vicinity, feel treated. And then say thank you. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, I can't wait till we get that product in the grocery store, Java. That's we we're working really hard to do that. Um, but I'm really, and I think that's another reason why I'm so excited to be a Southern uh, chef. You know, because we do understand food palettes and and textures and comforts. I think more than anybody else in the country. Yeah, because we, we um, also on the list, like we said, mac and cheese, fried green tomatoes. Yes, my mother. Oh my, hi mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real nice right now. Look, the whole, the whole spring we had fresh tomatoes in the house the whole time, but one of her favorite things to do is to double batter the, the uh, green tomatoes and fry them up uh, with bits of uh, blue cheese crumbles and uh, crispy bacon with just a drizzle of uh, salad dressing right on top, Java. Perfect. And also on the list, fried okra. One of my favorites, who could, which could have been on the list, uh, fried pickles. Yeah, I like fried pickle. I'm not a pickle eater, but if you if you batter them and dip them in some grease, I'll take them. Catfish, <laughs> catfish is always going to be my number one. Yeah, yeah, those 35 southern dishes to um, eat before you die. Well, no, we didn't get to all of them, but you can pretty much guess what else is on the list. But Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and is funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was engineered today by Liz Gill. Our call screener was Michelle McAdoo, and stay tuned for now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey coming up next his guest is going to be Brenda Travis veteran of the civil rights movement and uh, they're going to be coming up in just a little bit make sure you join us next Monday 9am for another Deep South Dining heard only on MPB Think Radio